This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Am I fresh though? Yeah, dog. Listen, I appreciate you, man. Ain't, you only wore those once or twice. Ain't no more. Bro, I just took the, the damn cardboard out the toe today. <laughs> That's a middle school first day outfit. So is that the joint where you don't want to, you know, when you want to bend it, when you walk on your heels? <laughs> That's, that's that joint right there. I wouldn't even wear them in here. I wore my Crocs <laughs> and put these on right as you want me. And I was like, shit, let me put my joint on. You got them sitting there already. You just slid your feet in them. <laughs> got the shoes this morning. Yeah. And then. And the shirt and the hat. Oh, my God. I had to get on Help him, bro. I this my D-Wade, man. I had to put a whole shit together. <laughs> hey, hey, Channing, when you was driving over to you, was like, I'm finna kill him today. Bro, I told my wife sleep in the goddamn guest room. I laid this shit out next to me. I woke up and looked over. I was like, oh, I'm gonna kill him tomorrow. <laughs> we had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know, despite your skills. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bad, work up in the trash bag I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class yeah. And my family needed bread, I had to come correct That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas Was it the folded joint or was it on a hanger? Because you know you got the two different ones You got the right. ones you could get right here right. And those always had the line in The folded ones going to have the line had a line sides. in it, right But when you had a line on both sides, they $40 They were $70 Oh That was sitting on the rack, beautiful I looked at it, and I, you know what I heard when I saw it? I said, I heard, ah. Uh. <laughs> it spoke to you. He spoke to it. <laughs> what, what we got to do to get him some way away, bro? That, that's all we need. That's all we need. Because he's he been in them Jordan Fusion. They've been tearing his ass up. <laughs> that's why he bought these. Yo, what size, what size we rocking? What size we wearing? I'm a 12. I'm a 12. Okay, we got 12s. We got 12s. Once you go over my size, we ain't got them. You, you ain't go there? They don't make them. After 14 and a half, they like, ah, we got a material, bro. Because you was with Wade. I mean, you was with Converse. I, was with, I started with Converse. And then you went to Jordan. Yeah. I got your Jordan. I'm Miami, bro, 06. I got down here 05. I got the joint. And then you went with Lee Nings, man. <laughs> I don't want to get beat up in the hood. I like the fact that you said it right. <laughs> it's called people, Lee Nings. Most people say like, Lee Ning 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 or something. You said it right. It's Lee Nings. Bro. Lee Nings. I can't, I can't go to the hood with no Lee Nings on. I don't want to get beat up. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Was it money or what? Like, bro, I can't go to the hood with Lee Nings. I'm just asking. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna get, <laughs> let me give you the real. Let me yeah, give you the real. The real. Right. So, I, so growing up, Chicago kid, right? Michael Jordan is my favorite player. Always wanted to wear Jordans. I mean, who, who don't, right? Yeah. So when I got to the NBA, I was, they didn't think enough of me to give me a deal at the time. So I signed with Converse, which is under the Nike umbrella still. And I signed, uh, I wound up signing a seven-year deal with Converse eventually. And then at some point in that, in that deal, it was like, yo, Converse was kind of going a different route. I'm like, cool. <laughs> well, I'm going. Jordan and Nike. And they was like, you know, Jordan reached out. He wanted me to come to Jordan. So perfect. I finally got to Jordan. I did three years of Jordan. But being there as a businessman, I seen what Jordan was doing. And I was like, well, instead of making money for MJ, 
let me go make a little money for myself. Mm. And so I started like thinking differently. And then I had an opportunity at 30 years old. I was already older. I just already won a championship. So I was already established. Um, and Lenin came to me with an opportunity to kind of build my own brand, kind of like Jordan has done with Nike. And I was like, I can't pass up on this just for some cool retros. You know what I mean? Like at this point, like my Jordans ain't selling, really. It's the retros. Cause I'm dropping a Jordan on the July 1st, Jordan dropping a retro on the seventh. Ain't nobody buying the flyweight. Say nobody buying them. Flyway. That's what yeah, I got. That's what I got. The flyway. So I decided to go off and build my own and try to create my own legacy. And so I was able to do that with Lee Ning and China, have my own way brand, which my guy over here know a little bit about. I love it. And kind of build my own thing. Yeah. yeah. So like, you can like, wear them in the hood. We got well, I still got a, like one hood strike. <laughs> Bro, first off, you wore fusions in the hood. So that means you had the ones, the 20s, and the 14s on at one time. If you don't get beat up for that, you for sure ain't gonna get beat up for them shoes. <laughs> they Straight killed up. me for the fusions, man. You can't wear the Jordan with the Air Force One bottom. I didn't know no. that. But, bro, what he's doing right now, it, you know, nah, it, everybody want them. That's the problem I have with you. Is like, why are you making it so hard for us to cop the new way of ways? Like, Seriously. Every time I see you depost some shit on his Instagram, yeah. I'm like, come on, dog. I, <laughs> like, I need we, those. We can't get them. You can't get them. Yeah. Where we get them from? China. Gosh. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you want us to go to China, bro? I'll give you the connect. Hey, 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 finally, after a couple years, I was like, bro, come on now. Like, I'll give you my credit card, bro. Like, he was sending to me. He made cleats for me. My last year, yeah, I did. He made cleats for me. Even when I went to the Saints, I had black and gold cleats. I had everything, and they ain't touched the field. <laughs> my last couple They were metal. They was in your But locker. they was there, bro, crispy. I still got them. He did that. But then it got to a point I was like, bro, here's my credit card. Just tell me who I need. So I got the connect. I'll give it to you after the show. <laughs> so... I need it, but I'm going I'm to I'm change gears really quick. Um, we talk about fans of the show, right? I'm athlete, the authenticity, the organic feel. Uh, we keep it all the way 100, right? So, so for that, no layups. We, we're going to call this episode No Layups. That's okay. I like to dunk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like to put I'm body to body. You mentioned your favorite player growing up in Chicago was Michael MJ. Jordan. Who's your favorite teammate? I mean, that's that's a tough question right there. Though. That's why we're here. Don't get in. Because your favorite teammate is not normally the names that people know. So it's not normally the star players, right? Everybody want me to say LeBron. That's the easy thing to do. But your favorite teammate You want to say LeBron? No, no. I'm explaining what's your favorite teammate. Your favorite teammate is normally that guy, when you come off the court, you cursing to yourself because you done missed five in a row, and he the one to come over to you and be like, hey, bro. Right. Hey, you good, man. You, right, right, you right, one of right, the greatest right. in the that's world. That's true. This guy, right? The guy that when you come to huddle that don't really play that much, but can go off on the whole team, right. and you respect him. So my favorite teammate over the years was never necessarily the name players. It was more so like the guys that can, can, can come in and have that respect and not even be playing on the court. So like a James Jones was my favorite teammate, you know, uh, and I played with some of my friends growing up. Quentin Richardson, he was one of my idols growing up. And even though he was only a few years older than me, I got a chance to play with him. He was one of my favorite teammates. Darrell Wright, like, it ain't the stars. Right. Udonis Hasman was my favorite teammate of all time. Right. So right. UD's number one? UD's number one, and because I didn't have to worry about shit. You guys came in together, right? We came in together, but whenever I was in the club, whenever I was out anywhere in Miami, whenever I was on the court, UD had my back. And so we we started building a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? And then obviously we got close, we won championships together, you know what I mean? We did all that, but like off the court, 
I ain't never had to worry about nothing in Miami because it's like, yo, UD got me. What is it about UD, though? Like, because we see it on Instagram, the family vacations, all of that. What makes UD special? Why is he the number one guy? He's just real. You know, you, you guys know when y'all meet somebody who real, they authentic. You know what I'm saying? UD is that. He's real. He, gonna, he wears emotions on his sleeve. He is who he is. We built a relationship when we first came in. We came to Miami. Miami wasn't a basketball town. It's a football town, the Dolphins and all that. We built a relationship early as two kids that come from the inner city that have mothers that, you know, lived a life that was, you know, in the drug game, right? In the drug industry. My mom was incarcerated. My mom did drugs for so many years. Me and UD kind of met each other in that space. Like, listen, this is what we come from and this is what we're trying to accomplish. And we both went on that journey for 16 years together trying to accomplish something greater than anybody in our family have ever done. So it started there in the Mutiny Hotel in Miami where we learned each other. <laughs> and then now it grew into like, this is my brother. We go to China together. We go worldwide together. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, like we're learning about business together. You know what I'm saying? And so forth and so on. So like outside anything, that's my brother. You right. know, we built right. that. <laughs> y'all got, y'all got, I just quick, uh, shameless plug, I think they call it, 800 Degrees. Cause I mean, my family well, we go over there to that, to, that, to that water park right there by your spot, bro. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate the, the shame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm well, going to watch out for you. What'd encourage. you say again? 800 degrees, same We want to talk about way of weights. Yeah. We want to talk about Stan Socks. We want to talk about your wine. We don't talk about all of that. Okay. Shameless okay. plug. Okay. I am athlete. We, we, <laughs> hey man, we here. Won't y'all stop being so nice though? Right? Because one, he they gonna hit me with the soft ones first. He want to name LeBron as his uh, we, as his we favorite know teammate. Who, who's the goat as you see it? And hold on. But, and, you want to go RC, right to the goat? RC, RC. Right to what the goat. Your, we got, your, we got what, to. What was your what was your what was your clothes? Why would you wear those clothes, RC? Well, cause see, I didn't know if D Wade was gonna need a simple reminder about where he was from. Right? Right? About about the reason everybody in his city hooped, right? About the reason I was outside in front of my yard with the with the, the backboard that was made out of wood, jumping with this hand, trying to switch to this hand in 1992. <laughs> right? Sometimes you play the game a long time and you start to forget things. So I said, maybe I need to remind him of the color. Oh wait, I could do one better. I could wear the first shoes. Them the ones, ain't it? So I'ma see them the ones. If, if, if he needed this. Or was he smart enough to come with the right answer? And I'm going to drink his wine while I do it. I just want to know where you get the jacket from. <laughs> Did you get that custom made? Did you have it hanging up in the closet? Like, where you get that from? Jackson Who name in it? Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> it's hard. I wore this. I wore this for you, though. Is that satin or? It's satin. It's satin. So it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like. That's cool. It's kind of like the stripe on your tuxedo pants that only basketball players would wear, <laughs> would wear with volleyball socks. You feel me? <laughs> it's kind of like you're like you sitting straight on the side of the pants, my dog. Hey. Bro, that's so basketball, dog. I love it. Dog, that is, that is so basketball. That ain't basketball. Them Jane Fondas. <laughs> oh, you talking about my size? Listen, 1999, 2000, that was a thing in the basketball community. You go back. You remember the Atlanta Celtics? The hoop AAU team? You remember? No. Uh, yeah, I remember Celtics, yeah. The Celtics. That was the thing. The Jane, the Jane Fonda's? Yeah. Little Billy Blanks. Let's go with Billy Blanks. Let's get it black. Yeah. Billy Blanks didn't wear none of these. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to redirect this thing, man, because we ain't got a whole lot of time. He, he's a legend. You feel me? Who the fucking go? Michael Jordan. Nah, okay. Mm. Listen, mm. listen, and this is the, LeBron is one of my, my good friends. 
I have so much respect for what he's doing now, what he's done, and what he would eventually do because he's not done yet. So mm. it's definitely, I'm going to say this, it would definitely be an argument that would need to be had. If LeBron James end up the number one scorer of all time, top five in assists and top five in rebounds, and have four to five, six championships, you cannot do nothing but have the conversation of who's the greatest of all time. The conversation's already happening. Well, the conversation's been happening, but it's not really, it's not good. LeBron's still playing. It's hard to have that conversation about the greatest of all time when a man is still putting on his jersey, right? But when he's done, his, his, his lineup, his statistical lineup is going to be the greatest that's ever played the game when it comes to scoring, assists, rebounds, so forth and so on. I come from a Jordan era. I am biased, and I'm going to be a bias for the day I pass away. Michael Jordan will be my goal. I always loved you. I love you even more. Oh, no, he will be my goal. But that doesn't mean it. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. LeBron is amazing, but Michael Jordan is my goal. I play basketball because of Michael Jordan. Yeah, but, but bro, y'all know how it is in the locker room. is different. Like, y'all won championships together. And, and I, to me, that this is the number one question I had because I see you on TNT. And I see you tweeting Instagram. Anytime a conversation come up, you're like, he's my GOAT, MJ. He's my GOAT. But you got MJ, that's your team, that's your man. Y'all on a banana boat together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So does that ever get Hey, awkward? you got to be super cool to get on a banana boat with other grown men. You got to be really, you got to be really close. You got to be really close. That doesn't get awkward where it's like, you know, you are publicly saying this is my GOAT. And everybody else in the world is talking about who's the GOAT. Not for me. I think if like my thing is like this is a real conversation, right? You you are all of us have our own individual opinions. This has nothing to do with like I said. Once LeBron James is done playing this game of basketball, I'm definitely gonna tell my grandkids, 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 kids, kids that I played with one of the greatest to play the game of basketball. He will be the goat for a lot of generations. I started playing the game because of Michael Jordan. He will be my goat until the day I pass away. It doesn't take anything away from LeBron. This is just like LeBron. We started playing. We we envisioned playing like Michael Jordan. So for me, from Chicago, where I grew up, I made it out the hood because I seen a dude, number 23, play the game of basketball at a level that I was like, I just want to do some of that. So it doesn't to me, it doesn't take anything away from LeBron. LeBron will be the goat of this generation that has watched him grow up, just like we watched Michael Jordan kind of grow. And, and, and go into what we call a GOAT. That's why I always say my GOAT. This is not personal. Bronze, my guy. But Jordan is my GOAT. So you retired at 37. LeBron is 36, turns 37, I believe, in December. Yeah, man. Um, how is he still, like, what makes him special? And even when you talk about mileage and how, you know, how he's doing it night in and night out, where you talk about usage rate, you talk about, you know, um, low management, he ain't doing what Kawhi's doing. He ain't doing what these other KD and I love KD. I love Kyrie, but you know, KD just and took AD off. AD hurt. AD hurt. So LeBron got to take on more with LA right now. Right. So like, what makes him special? You know, you had that. Inc- yeah. This dude up there. He left the hospital with more than everybody. Bro, bro, listen, bro, Brandon, be Marsh. This dude out up the, there, out bro. The, out the womb, bro. His shopping cart of talent when he was born was bigger than everybody's, dog. It gave him everything. The dude behind LeBron, he don't have nothing. <laughs> yeah, but, give, but you got to give me more, man, because <clears throat> we know what goes into it, the sports science, how we train, how we eat, how we sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What are we not seeing that you saw? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like you said, we know about taking care of your body. What do you put in your body? Nutrition, 
right? That's why I have a chef, right? You guys have a chef for the show, right? We, we understand about putting in your body. We understand about the, the, the training that you need as athletes, former athletes. We understand the training that you need. Well, everybody except Ocho. Right. Okay. So besides the guy who eat McDonald's every day, which yeah, yeah. none of us can do, we understand about that. But ultimately, man, I've watched I've watched this guy and I, I see him take care of his body. I see him own it 100 percent. But I've also know that guys can roll their ankle and be out four weeks. I've seen this guy roll his ankle and come back and give you about 20 in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about a bad roll ankle. And I'm like, oh, he done. He come right back. I'm out four weeks with this roll ankle. He come right back fourth <laughs> right. quarter, score 20. Right. It's the. It was like when, when God made him, he was like, all right, I'm going to give you all this. I'm going to take everything, but I'm going to take one thing from him. I ain't going to give you no lining. <laughs> but I'm going to give you everything else. That's why I tell Brad. I'm like, he gave you everything. He gave him everything. He just said, I'm going to just take this one but thing. But when is he going to let it go, though? <laughs> no, he, listen, as long as he got money, he ain't letting he, it go. He's too rich to let it go. Do, do you think he carry in his pocket the GOAT conversation? Does he want to be... Better than MJ. He said he's the GOAT. Uh, was it? When he won right the After show. the bubble, when he won it. Yeah. I mean, who? of and course you want to be the GOAT. Right. Most people want to be the GOAT and you can't get there. Right. right? We fall short. We run out of talent. I ran out of talent. Injuries or whatever. LeBron is actually there. Do you think that takes away, do you think having this conversation sometimes takes away from what LeBron has accomplished? Yes. Though? Because he's not done. And we're talking about everything he's doing now, right? We talk about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. That's when a player is done. And now you can put their resume versus the next resume. Right now, we've been, we've been talking about LeBron as a GOAT since 2010. We're 2021. This man still got another five years to play if he, if, you know, God willing, he don't get hurt. So, like what I said, he will be a GOAT. Someone's going to say LeBron's my GOAT hands down, nothing else. Just like I say, Jordan's my GOAT. It's generational GOATs. That's what people got to understand. It's yeah, a lot of eras. great players that play sports, but it's eras of goats. And everyone want to make one goat. It's, it's impossible to make one goat because as great as LeBron is, it will be another. This is just the way the game is. This is the way the world works. It will be another person that come in and become someone's goat. And there, there's the Bill Russells because he'll say championships and all 11. that stuff. So he got 11 and all that. We know that LeBron's headline has zero championships. <laughs> but it got, it got a lot better. It got a lot better. But does he? he? No, no, no. He, he bought that headline. We all know listen, it. Listen, if you got money, you can buy anything. But listen, women doing it, why we can't do oh, it? Oh, we can't buy a headline. Hey, his headline don't have no championships, but it for sure got a lot of comeback players of the year. Because <laughs> it bounced back. From Miami to now L.A.? Because. I saw the Space Jam promos. It's come, bro. <laughs> Alex, bro, it is the Alex Smith of basketball. Bro, bro. that's CGI though. That's computer generated here. That man hold back is bald. He rich. <laughs> but as long as he got that bag, he can have some hair. <laughs> to get to you though. Best shooting guard ever. Michael Jordan. I don't want Jordan, no. And they got Kobe and they got Wade. And then you have Ray Allen, none of that. You got AI, you got a bunch of dudes. Are you okay being behind Michael Jordan and Kobe when you see all the lists, when you see all that? You're the third best shooting guard of all time. That's cool with you? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> no argument. No argument. No arguments, man. Listen, I'm a kid, just like you got. I'm a kid from the inner city of Chicago. Uh, all right? I was never supposed to be here, I'm sure, like most of us. And when you have a conversation about the greatest to play the game in any, what is overall, what is position based, and you can be anywhere in the top conversation when someone mentioned your name, bro, that is a win. That's a win. So for me, I hear, oh, D-Way's the third best shooting guard. That's cool. I may be the fourth. I may be the fifth. I may be the sixth one day. 
you're still going to have my name in the conversation. Hell so yeah. that's, I don't care about the number. I just care that you respect my game and what I brought to the game enough that you put me in the conversation. I'm cool with that. You mentioned LeBron continuing to play. And uh, we know about the decision and uh, the, the scrutiny and everything that kind of went around that. But your decision to go from you weren't ready to, to retire when you left Miami. Yeah. I was, bro, I was pissed. I was like, come on, man. We got to do something. Were you pissed at me? No, nah, I wasn't okay, pissed well, at cool. you. I'm a, I'm a people, big fan. A lot of people was pissed at me, nah, though. Like, I, know how to, see, I know now. how the business goes. I, I know the whole thing. And, and again, you're a kid with, you know, a sparkle in your eye. You had an opportunity to go back and play in front of your hometown because you weren't ready to retire. What prompted that decision? I don't want to talk about Cleveland. <laughs> you shouldn't have never been in Cleveland. Fred, he didn't want to leave, Fred. He went to Cleveland for a year. I mean, no, Chicago for a year. Let's not talk about that. No, let's talk about I can about understand it. Chicago, Fred, but I want to know his mindset. Or maybe we can ask him both. 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 Bro, yes. We can bro, talk about both. Bro, you left Miami. You was in Chicago for a year, went to Cleveland for six months. You were gone 19 months. I looked up. I had to get the number. Why did you leave? You shouldn't have left Miami, bro. You the baddest thing. Yeah. I just watched something on Instagram earlier when you jump on the the, the, the little announcer's yeah. table this talking about this, is my, this is my house. When you stole the ball and hit the little runner three. Yeah. Why would you leave Miami and why? Who? I don't want to say fault, but we know Pat and we know the money. And to be honest, I'm down here. I do radio. I know they prioritize Hassan Whiteside's $98 million deal over your deal. $47 million in Chicago. I want to get into it, D. Get into why, it, baby. Why did you leave Miami? You want another one? You want another one? Why who, Why did you leave Miami? And yeah, I'm you and your Barbara Walters. <laughs> we getting it. I got those mother... I, I, I would have got the way of ways if I wasn't going to get beat up in the hood. I got, I got it. What happened when you left Miami? Because you, you should have never left, bro. Yeah. Over Alonzo, yeah. over all them people, Pat and everybody, Shaq and all them boys. Dwayne Wade is Miami Heat basketball. Yeah. You should never have left here for 19 months and came right back. What happened? Let's go Wade County. We waiting. Would you say no layups? No layups. We waiting. No layups. You guys know it's business, man. And as much as we're told, as much as we want to think that it's Wade County, and it's my team. This is my house. It ain't my house because when it come down to it, when it come down to negotiations, when it come down to contract, when it come down to money, now it's a value put on you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so now the value that's put on you come back to you. Sometimes you like that's what you think of me. That's all I'm worth, you know. So I think when it came down to it for me, is I understood one thing, Channing. I understood that. When Shaq came, I knew the lure of Shaq and everything he brought, but I understood what I meant to the to organization and the team, and we won that first championship. LeBron came. I took a step back. I took less money, but I understood what I meant to bring everything together. It don't work without me, right? And then when LeBron left, for me, it was time for me to get my just due, and I was still good enough. I was still giving you 20 a night and all this, right? But I also understood that those small businesses around the arena, and that's downtown and South Beach, and that's all around, they all are making money. Because people are coming to see the kid. Mm -hmm. I also understood that people are coming into the arena to see me as well. So I understood what I bring to the city. And so I wouldn't take less. And once I heard less coming back from what I felt I was worth, I wouldn't take it. I'm raising young kids. I'm raising young men. I'm raising young women. If I want to tell them that this is how they should conduct themselves and handle business and stand up for themselves and so forth and so on, I have to lead. So for me, 
I had to stand up for myself and say, listen, guys, I understand this is what y'all want to offer me, but I'm worth more than that. And I know my worth and my worth is not whatever the contract was offered to me. And that's not taking away anything from a sound white side. That's not taking anything away from the heat trying to be players in, 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 um, in free agency. But ultimately, I, out of everybody, should have been taken care of first. <laughs> yeah, they made a mistake because they ain't done sh- since. I should have been taken care of. And I'm not saying nothing about anybody else. I know, but I'm going to say it. Me? I'm going to say it. He ain't done a f- thing I ain't since. worried about him, but it was more so. Uh, this happened true. more than one summer. This was over a multiple summer. This, I didn't just leave because my feelings was hurt because of one summer I didn't get paid. Okay, okay, but right there. That's, 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 that's the most intriguing part about this part of the conversation is that why didn't it get out? Because we talk about being a businessman and you say you're raising sons and daughters and, and, and like there's a way you got to you, – like this is how we do business. Why? Why didn't we hear about that? You know, I, I'm in, I'm interested to hear that part of it because you left. You know, you felt a type of way. The Heat felt some type of way, and then you end up coming back. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we hear about me? The reasons that happened? Correct, because a lot leaving? of guys wear the emotions on their sleeves. Yeah, a lot of guys like you know what they they want they want people they want people to know that it's not them. Right. Like like that's the one thing, especially in the society we live in now. Like it wasn't me. I wanted to be here. They treated me like that or like this. And then what Brandon is asking, too, which I want to know is after that happens, you come back, though. Yeah. Like what type of grown up, grown man conversation has to happen to get Wade County back? You feel me? Well, here's the thing, though. As much as and and I'm this kind of person is I understand people's fault and things. I always look at my what could I have done better? In that situation, right? Because it was Wade County. Maybe I could have taken a little step back and looked at it differently or had a different conversation with uh, upper management about my role and like the future, right? Pride and ego definitely comes in play. I was pissed. My pride and my ego was hurt. And so I'm not saying I made a decision based on that, but that definitely was a part of it. Now, before I decided to leave, I got offered the contract that I asked for previously. Right. Mm. You know, what I mean, like previously before that, I sat down with management and I asked for three. I was, all I wanted was three more years to play at 60 million dollars. I wanted 20 million dollars a year. And it sounds like a lot because I'm talking to the cameras. But in our sport, in our sport, what everything was going, even though Every I was an Asian was, athlete. At that time, the guys was making 25, right? 30 million. And then I knew steals. that the money was going up. Right. right. I knew the TV money was going up and guys were going to make what they're making now. 40, 30, 40 million. So I from everything that I felt like I gave that I deserve, I, that's what I asked for. Now, they had different plans. It's a business. I understand that. And so they did what they needed to do, and I played that season on a one-year deal for $20 million, which was a lot of money, and I balled out. I got us one game away from the East Conference Finals. I'm ready to keep going and keep this going. They had other plans. So when they had other plans, I had to, to look out for myself. And that's when I decided to be a free agent for the first time uh, since 2010 and go out and find the best opportunity and deal for me and my family. You know what I mean? And Miami was my family, and I wanted to be here. I wanted to be one of those guys that played their whole career here. But when it got down to it, it just wasn't done the correct way for me, and I had to, I had to go. We got soccer players, Premier League, 10 million followers, 20 million followers that follow us, repost everything we're doing, NFL players, NBA players, and it's like free game. But isn't it amazing that we're talking about D-Wade, and you talked about D-Wade as – you know, bigger than anybody in basketball in Miami. D-Wade's bigger than anybody in sports in Miami. Yep. D-Wade, and, and D-Wade, he went bro, through that I tell you, is, is Dwayne Wade and Marino is the argument in, in order, Miami. In that order. No, Dwayne no Wade, Marino. In, in that order. Because Dwayne has three championships, Marino has zero. Right. 
They were both great. That's that's the Miami hierarchy. Pat Riley falls in there somewhere. But bro, you're the big dog. That's why I had to ask you about leaving. So that's why I asked him about leaving. I didn't want to leave. I've been. This is this is my house, right? I didn't want to leave. But you guys know when it come down to the the bottom line, when it come down to business, it gets real. And that's what a lot of people don't, fans don't really understand the business of the game. We understand that, hey, you know, this guy is scoring. They, they give, they're giving him all the things he wants. It looks on the outside, it looks like it should be automatic that this guy finished his career here. Well, the business came up. And the business came up to where, where in the end of the day, I was older. I, I wasn't as, as good as I once was. Right. It was always always the next person, the next young guy coming in, whether it's Hassan Whiteside, who who got triple doubles, whatever the case may be. They always looking to better their team as businessmen. And I wasn't in the number one or number two or possibly number three person on their checklist. Now, what I meant to Miami and what I what I felt I deserved, they didn't feel the same way. Respect to them for that, because I'm a businessman, but I got to go. That's simple as that. Yeah, but they got it right, though. They got it right. They figured it out because. I'm going to say it like this, man. If I'm an owner of an organization, there's once-in-a-lifetime type of talent that comes in your door. And they punch their own tickets out, take tickets out of the out of the city. And you, Tom Brady, LeBron James, there's only a couple guys that can do that. So I feel like they made the wrong you know, decision, and then they end up getting it right towards the end of the season. You know, that's how I feel about it. But here's the thing, B. Marsh. The money that I asked for previous – Right when I wanted that three years, sixty million, or whatever the case may be, and I got the one year twenty, I was offered that the next summer. I was positioned with that same number, two years, forty million, whatever it was, that next summer. And but by why, time why I was, it take all of that to get there? Well, by the time I was positioned with it, I was gone, physically, mentally, so here's emotionally. My, here's my here's, here's the out. important question for me because I look at you a lot of times as a father, and I'm I'm constantly trying to learn, right? And you talked about. You had kids. You had a son, right? You had an older son that hooped, right? What part did that play in your decision, that respect for yourself and that teachable moment to him? Yeah, I mean, that's Chef bringing this up. Chef Nancy. Hi. What's hi. up? Hi, hi. How are you? Before we get in that, you know, uh, Wade and D-Wade and, and Gabby, they, you know, they're in the fashion. They post stuff every week, yeah. every day, every 10 minutes. <laughs> every day. So Don't what, what's like going that. on? What's the inspiration behind this outfit? Yeah. I don't know. A I, warm, like I wanted to have some warm colors. Normally, I wear a lot of black, but I'm feeling happy and <laughs> and the um, spring is coming. I gotta get springy. So, chef, before we get into the history lesson, talk to us about what we eat and what we have. We have Thai curry today. Thai curry shrimp with jasmine rice. So, let me give you a history lesson, Chef Nancy. We got D Wade on the show. Yes. All right. Okay. How did you get to here? You know what I mean? Talk to us about because his, his chef, Chef Richard, that he just talked about approving everything that he eats. <laughs> you know what I mean? What role did he play in where you're at today? He played an intricate part in why I'm here today. Um, how I became a private chef is because Chef Richard opened up a company of private chefs and I auditioned for him and he gave me my first shot. I wouldn't be here oh, wow. standing here today if it wasn't for Rich. Wow. Support, support. And, and then, it. so so that moment when when Chef Richard, because we, I think he's, I mean, I mean, he's a brand and a business in himself, and, and just famous. A lot of people know him because of uh, D Wade and Gabby, but there's so many other things that he's doing, and the murals, and how cities are paying homage to, you know, what he's done for our community and then other chefs. He's a big bit of a big deal in the chef he, world. He is a big deal, <laughs> and, and I think we know that. But like, 
I want you specifically. So you started with that one moment, you interviewed with him. And then what did that turn into? Because like a lot of times we don't see the trickle down effect, right? Like one person, that one decision they make, how it can impact somebody else's life. Well, he I auditioned with him in January and by maybe like second week of February, I was in the kitchen with Kelly Rowland. And that was through him. Um, from there, I had Antrell Roll, which was one of New York Giants. And that's how I got to you. And then it's basically, I say a secret society because you have to know someone. So he like put me in that in this secret society, basically. Wow. Would you would you say would you say? He's the, one of the OGs in the game. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, so he, and, and you know, and you know, I gotta get messy. Well, we're the same so age. So Chef Richard, he's <laughs> off to the side. He said, "You know, I gotta get messy. I gotta get messy. Messy. You gotta I get gotta messy. get messy. You know, we got let me speak mm-hmm. and fifty-five, fifty. We got protect the the the, the nest the egg, and we got Ocho versus science. My thing is, let me get messy. Okay. Who's the better chef? Oh. Let me get messy, Chan. So it's not yeah. a, well, let me just say. I ain't a part of this. I ain't a part of this. Yeah, come on, come Chef. Here, come, oh, here, come, here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh, damn. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, my man. First I'm still I am athlete. What'd you say? I gotta leave? Okay, there's a car outside. There's a, there's a, there's a car outside for me. Okay, I'm, I'll be right there. How is it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't you act like we're asking you who better LeBron or Mike. No, no, no. Don't you do no, that. No, no. Let me say, let me speak. So here's the thing. There's, there's two different styles of cooking. I, I'm from the Northeast, so I cook in the Northeastern style. He's from the South. He has a Southern style. But I learned a lot of things from him. And he also taught me that... Everything is doable. Like, you know, like he just creates a lot of stuff that my my brain wouldn't even think about creating. And yes, he's an OG, but. Oh, here but, we go. Here we go. So am I. No, no. But because um, no, we're the but same no, age. But, I'm going to stop you. Nancy came to, uh, we were looking for a chef in New York and uh, contacted her and I had her to come to, because what we would do is we would rent out these uh, penthouses with, that had kitchens so the chefs would have somewhere to prepare the food. Nancy came in and she had the least amount of material out of anybody. Mm-hmm. She had some chicken and some other things. I don't even remember what else she had, but it was the chicken. And she came in, the truffle chicken. The truffle chicken. And she came in Ooh. and she put that chicken in the pan and then turned the fire on. And I looked at that and I was like, man, technique, right off the rip. And she proceeded to cook. And as she cooked, we talked, remember? Mm-hmm. And she was able to cook and talk and just have a great conversation. And her spirit was just something like I hadn't experienced before. And when she finished preparing that chicken and she gave it to me, I ate it. The skin was so crispy, so flavorful. Crispy Man, chicken. I ate that thing. And what I do? I had you make me a whole nother one. <laughs> I had to make me a whole nother one. And I told my business partner, I said, it's a wrap. I said, it's a wrap. You know, and Nancy is what every, and you can attest to this. Every athlete, when you go from your hometown to a new city, you're looking for 
somebody to make you feel like home. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you look for somebody that that's going to take care of you. And from the time I met her, she's always taking care of me, you know, and, and through her food, you know, and through her actions, she's so selfless. And, you know, the first time I ever saw her up here talking, I almost passed out because you know that that is not what she does. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? I'm pulling teeth. <laughs> Chef, stick with me. We're going to have our own cooking show. That's right. I ain't going to tell you what she did. She, she went on Good Morning America, Chef. You would have been proud of her. Right. She dropped her website, her seasonings, and boom, business. I've seen the seasonings. You see? Yes. Seen it. You would have been proud. All right. You're, you're right there. That's, this is not who Chef is. She's <laughs> super shy. But I want to get back to you really quick. Where are you trying to push the industry? Because it just seems like when I look at you and I follow your page, like you're you're on a mission. What 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 is that mission? What are you trying to do in the community with the with, you know in the whole cooking game? Well, what I what I've always wanted to do was to provide a platform for for our people to be able to strive and mm-hmm. to and just to show what we have. Um, this industry has not given us a fair shot at all. Um, be it in a restaurant, be it as a private chef anything dealing with food. Food came from us. You know, we don't have to look at a recipe to put something down on the plate and make it taste good. Everything has been stolen from us. So what I'm doing is, and my my business partner, myself, what we're doing is we're taking it back. And we're not doing it boastfully. We're just doing it a piece at a time, a piece at a time. Nancy is a piece, you know? And I tell every chef that has ever come and worked with my company, because I've never said that they work for me. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. You always work with me, Mm -hmm. you know, is I don't expect for you to be with Chef RLI for 10 years. I want you to go out and I want you to go and do your own thing. And every time I I turn on that stove and I I have a second to look at Instagram or something and I see Nancy or I see uh, Chef Ali, who is with Jimmy Butler right now, you know, man, I just feel so proud because I had something to do with it. You know, and I just sit back and I don't say a word. We don't say a word. We just plant seeds, you know. And right now what I want to do is I my next step is to get on another platform so that I can provide more opportunity for more people, you know. And I'm on my way to doing that, you know, and to even you spoke about the mural, you know, man, I got a mural in Wynwood and the city that I grew up in and I'm alive. Normally they paint you when you up out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Winwood, Winwood, Winwood. Tell them what Winwood was. A lot of people travel from Winwood. You know, Winwood. I mean, we're right down the street from from Overtown. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And well, growing up, we weren't even over there. Right. At all. We were scared to even go over there. It was none of that. So to be there, it lets you know that something is happening, and these kids can see that. They can see somebody, and, and I always say this, and there's no whatever on, you know, on athletes or, or entertainers or whatever, but we're showing our children, because you know, to be able to play at your level, it's like winning the lotto. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, so sir. you understand that it's more that don't do it than that do it. But those kids that aren't able to do it, they can see that I can now do something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, a, it's somebody that looks like me. That's legacy, doing. legacy, you know? chef. So Phenomenal. That's what it's all about. And is it? I, I want to ask y'all too. With Chef Nancy, and I love Chef. She cooks <laughs> me oxtails all the time. That's my favorite. And Chef, we're ball players, and that's what that's what we do, and that's the people we talk to from basketball to football. But there, there is a group of young black people, 
young black women and men that would like to be the best chefs, would like to be that. And we call this, this show Free Game. Free Game. Because it's, it's, it's bigger than fried food. I mean, the culinary is deep. It's an art like anything else, right? It's your profession. But when you minimize it or limit it to, you know, uh, fried food, barbecue, you know, that's what people, when they see black chefs, they think this is what they're bringing Those are called the cooks. Okay. Those are cooks. I told right? chef, like, right? A cook is someone who makes one meal for everybody, right? right? And they got a specialty. Right. Chefs don't have a specialty. They can do it all. So, right. And these are chefs. They can prepare anything so, out of anything. To D's point, what would you like to tell? Free game. Tell the 13, 14, 15 year old, right. not, not cooks. Tell the 15 year old chefs that want to be in your position one day. So, what? Him and I share is that we have a love for the craft. Mm-hmm. Everything now, even me being here, I didn't want to be in front of the camera. He knows that. He knows when I started. When he sent me, you sent me on an audition, and I was like, I don't want to cook. I don't. I didn't want to cook in front of anyone. I didn't want to remember. He was like Nancy. They put the pants on one leg at a time, the same way we do. It was the love for the craft that came first for us. A lot of. Uh, young people are chasing Instagram and, you know, the social media, and they want to be stars before they even... They want to shine without yeah, the grind. Yeah, yeah, and... Oh. oh! Put that on a T-shirt. Shine without the grind. They want to shine without the grind. I think what, what I find amazing about the conversation, at least when we get to when we get to this point, is that we don't have discussions like this about cooking. Right. Because it's it's very similar to the way we play ball. The first time I picked up a football, I knew what to do with it. Right. And, and even if I wasn't great, it felt right. A lot of times it's the same way with cooking. Like I know my grandmother, my aunties, my mom, my pops, like when they cook, they don't they don't need they don't need recipes. They don't need all these things. And I think what was important about what you said was the craft, because so many times we put the glory, we put the fame, we put the the ending before the journey of the craft. And I think that was beautiful that you relayed that. Yeah. And here's another thing, too. And, you know, Chef is one of the most modest people ever. But 20% of his job is being a chef. That's that's 20%. Other 80% is when the kids come down, daddy on the road, mama shooting a film movie, he got to be daddy. Right, right, right. right. They come down, they're the first, first person they see. Chef got to be pops at the crib, Right. Something happens. I'm, I'm, my, my driver's not around. Chef got to take me somewhere. You know what? Because I like to have a good time. I don't want to drive. Like, it's so many things that come into play when it comes to the position as someone who's a chef, but someone who, like, you know, is a part of your family. Chefs become part of your family. Cooks, they cook and they leave. Well, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> right, right. 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 We have that story, too, because he's always said, like, chef, you take care of my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they needed to go to school, I'm going to take them to school. If they need to be watched, I'm going to watch them. Yeah. That's just is Everybody what it is. Everybody want to come and cook oh, no, he and leave that dry chicken and leave. No, no, no. If you want a chef, you want somebody who's going to do more. Here we go. Hey, you can't leave both of them. You can't leave me dry chicken and go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real, though. So, yeah, um, I think that, you know, for young people who are trying to get into uh, the culinary arts, I think that the, the most important thing that you have to remember is that you'll, you'll never know enough. Mm-hmm. When you think that you have learned enough, then you might as well just put your knives up and it's, it's a wrap. It's over. Um, 
You have to continuously learn. As nervous as I was the first time I cooked for him, mm-hmm. and I'm older than he is, I'm nervous like that every single time. Game day. Mm-hmm. Every single time, I'm nervous because I'm only as good as what I made. No matter how much he loved me, how much, no matter how much we get along. Ooh, we say that in the National Football League. Oh, NFL stand. What does the NFL Not stand for? Not for long. Not for long. Not for long. <laughs> and and it's real. It's real. I mean, when he sits down and he gets ready to eat something, I'm around the corner and I'm peeping, you know, and I'm looking, <laughs> you know, if I'm standing in front of him, I'm looking and I'm looking to see what's left on the plate. I know I slid these asparagus on here. He really don't want to deal with them too much. With, if he, <laughs> If I could get him to eat two of them where he wasn't eating nothing before, One. then I'm like, bam, okay, good. We did something. Me, you don't fuck with them asparagus? <laughs> we like distant cousins, man. We see each other every now and again, but we don't really fuck with each other. You know what I mean? Parent, man, you got to add coach because, because what you just did was, like, you inspired, you know, and you taught. And that's, that's what, that, that's all coaches are supposed to do. Now, I'm going to be honest. I can't cook like that. But when I go home, I'm going to slide some asparagus on the plate, too, and see if they eat, too, when they didn't eat it. And I think that's the, like, that's the motivation, at least for, for me, when I think of, of our communities, when I think of our people, those motivations are important, right? Because we always need to see and we always need to allow the, the ones coming behind us to know that there are ways to excel. Right, that, that there are ways to succeed. Outside of playing ball. Outside of playing ball. Because they tell us that sports, right? When we when I grew up, all I knew was football, track, basketball, like pretty much no, it. No, add the other one. Add the other one. Baseball? Drug dealing. Oh, well that yeah, that was the sport. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all we knew. That's what we knew. That's the only way out. It's a it's a double edged sword with life. Right. You know, it's giving give and get. You know, you got to always walk around with your hand open, as they say, so you can receive blessings and, and to give them out as well. And one thing I always told Nancy and I tell these 13, 14 year olds and 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 older, whoever wants to be a chef or whatever. The key to your success is always making your shoes so big that they can't be filled. Man, my man don't even let me put my own water. <laughs> My man give me a little glass of water about this big and knowing I got to come, I'm on some more. And I got to look for him and wait till he come and pull the neck. I'm sitting there, the asparagus is right here. And I got to wait on him to come back and pull my water. That's job security right there for my man because I can't do nothing without him. So Ryan, talk, Ryan talked about inspiration. You know, Chef talked about shoes to be filled. You talked about you know, chef filling in for you when you're not there, mm-hmm. being a chef, being a, being a father, you know, the entire nine, your biggest inspiration, your children. I mean, I, I follow you, bro, and the things that you do as a parent, but two, it gets a little bit more complicated as a, as a celebrity parent, because mm-hmm. people are going to always want to scrutinize you for, for your thoughts. It's always going to be some sort of additional conversation, but... From what I've seen you, your, your humility, from what I've grown to know over the years, and just for the things that I've seen you, uh, how you handle yourself lately, right, and inspirations, what's your biggest influence now since you retired, and, your, and what inspires you, mm. you know, going forward? Listen, man, I, um, you know what, like, I go through life, and I'm an unperfect human being, right, I'm, I'm I'm imperfect, 
All right, of us. my wife All always. I'm, imper- I'm imperfectly perfect. All of us are imperfect. But if it's one thing that I promised myself I would do is that no matter what, when I decided that I was going to be a parent and when it was decided upon me that I was going to be a parent, that I was going to love unconditionally, mm. not conditional love. I was going to love unconditionally. And we all take what that means for granted. And so when you become a parent, you realize what selfless, being selfless really is and what it really means. Because before you become a parent, it's all about you. Life is all about you. But then you realize it's not about you. And so for me, man, when it comes to my kids and I'm not the perfect parent, you can ask them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll fall They're short. They're for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll fall short. But here's the thing is my village is strong. Right. When I talk about chef is a, when I ain't around, who the, who the father of the house? Chef. When I ain't around, we got a whole village. You know what I mean? We got family. We got my sister-in-law is involved. We got a whole thing. And my thing is this. First of all, I don't do this alone. I get credit for it because I'm the one that they got my last name. But it's a whole village that's around me that allow that that helps raise my kids mm-hmm. because of my job and my responsibilities. But here's the thing. When it comes to my kids and whoever they're going to become, whoever they're going to be. I don't care. All I want them to do is to be happy in life and to and to be themselves throughout the process of life. So whoever you are, whoever you're going to be, it's my job as your father, as your parent to facilitate those things and put you in a position to succeed at those things. It's not my job to change who you are, Brandon. It's my, not my job to tell Fred, you're not like that. You don't like that. It's not my job to tell me you don't like something. If you come to me and say, Dad, I like this or dad, I am this. Now it's my job to sit down with you and understand where you're coming from, who you are, because you're different than me at this point. And now I need to educate myself and get knowledge on it. Okay, educate me. Let's sit down and let's go over these things. Let's talk about this because I don't know. I come from a different school, but this is not the only school in town. Mm. So it's my job to understand that as a parent. If you got one way of doing things, that's for you. But your kids need they need more. You know what I mean? Especially as you keep having kids. I, my kids range from 19 years old to two. <laughs> so I can't parent Kavya the same way I parent Zaire. That was 19 years ago. The world has changed. I've grown. I've changed. And now I have to grow with the world. So when, when Kav come to me and say, Dad, I'm blah, 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 blah. I didn't want to do this and that. I may not know what it is, but you know what I got? I got Google. I got friends. <laughs> I got, you know what I'm saying? I got TV show. Whatever it is, I got to figure out a way to make sure that my kids is getting what they need from me. And that's it. It's not my job to make them anything. It's my job to build them up and lift them up. We know the whole Lion King, right? When when he went out there and lifts Simba up, that's what I do for my kids. I lift them up and I sit here. You feel me? That's our job. It's our job to lift our kids up. Not to be like, boy, shut up. You ain't. Girl, shut up. You ain't. That's not our role. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. Say what? The lion sleeps. Y'all don't know it? I know all the, I know all the words. Me too. You know it? Well, know. Come with Absolutely. me. Stay with me then. You don't know all the words. You gonna in mumble something the jungle, like no, no, no. the mighty jungle, the lion. Sing with me. Hey, sing with me. You know it. The lion sleeps tonight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, on that note though, because you know, obviously, you know, you talked about your village, and you mentioned many people in that village. Um, 
Because you, because you have to live publicly, because you are famous. Zaire almost beat his ass. Don't do that. Uh, he, he backed him down. Fred, don't do that. No. Hey, no, he did, though. He said he backed him down. He said he backed him down. I had to. I couldn't get him on the perimeter. If I got him on the perimeter and told my ass what, At what point, though, is he going to start beating no, I'm not playing it's no coming. more. No, it's over. Hey, for sure, it's though. Over. You know what, though? You know how I knew he thought he was going to win? Because he was, like, for real pissed. <laughs> like, he felt like... He felt like he felt like you took you 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 took the game from him. <laughs> that, that, that you said you and, know what? And his friends was there, right? Like, you like, he's like, I'm not gonna play this like where you want it played. Like you you old man him, which is fine. I do that to my son all the time. Like my son had a he had a preseason game, bro, and he didn't tackle. You know what I did? I got my Super Bowl helmet and my pants. <laughs> and every Tuesday morning we had blocking drills and tackling drills. And I ain't care because I said you know what? If you ain't going to tackle me, I ain't going to let you play. You know why? Because they're going to say Jordan Clark gets ran over on the tackle. And I'm not living like that. <laughs> Jordan Clark, the son of Ryan Clark. Right. Boom. That's exactly, that's exactly. So, but speaking of that, though, like you talked about your village. Obviously, you have a very public marriage because you're married to someone uh, who's famous. Mm-hmm. And you have a blended family, mm-hmm. which I do as well. So, kind of take us through the things that, that Gabby has had to endure, the things that she's had to do for you. You're saying Gabby like you know Gabby. Gabby. That's I her was, nickname. I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> Gabby. I be bored as hell. <laughs> you can't tell me you ain't watch Bring It On. You better bring it. It has already been brought in. <laughs> I remember. You know all the Gabby lines. Hey. Watch out, bro. He know hey. all the Gabby lines. You do not have to. I am. I, he's messy. He messy. I'm five and as hell now. So you better you better have it. Hey, you, you gotta you gotta show out. Yeah yeah. That's your, po- your pocketbook's gotta be heavy when you mess around with my life now. Just I play football. I don't have my own shoe line. D Wade is safe. So, but like it's, Gabby got them lean knees on happy. And this is kind of this is kind of you know the conversation you know Channing and I had it. We all had it last night. Was there ever kind of that you know you ain't my mama? moment yeah. or, the, or those moments that got tense in Zaire the household. is the one I was concerned with when he was already that dude yeah. and then Gabby comes in the picture yeah. and he's yeah. already Twitter with 100, 200,000 followers and all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did you no. ever have that you ain't my mama moment? <laughs> like, here's the thing. So Gab, so the boys, um, Zaire and Dada, my nephew, I took custody of both of them and I took custody of Zaire as well. At the, Zaire and Dada was nine years old and Zaya was, was three years old. So she actually came into him at a very young age, but it was still the uncomfortableness. And if she was here, she'd tell you all about it. But here's the thing. What we had to do as a family, we had to understand that, listen, she's not your mother. Okay. Your mother is your mother. No one is trying to take place of your mother. Right. right. So in the world today, we call this bonus moms. This is a bonus mother for you. This is someone who you can b- bounce things off. This is a friend. So we, it came from a friendship standpoint in the beginning. And then that grew into, uh, hey, some things going on at the school. She fly. We all know she in Atlanta working or she's whatever she's working. She flying in and she going up to the school like, OK, well, my kid, what you're not going to do to my kids. And the kids seeing that now. The kids in the, in the parent teacher conference is like, yeah, what she said. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So we, we built it organically. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't forced on them to say, hey, all right, now this is your mama. No, you no, they have a mother. She's not their mother. 
Right. She, you know, she's there. What we call, we can call a bonus mom. They don't even call her her new, her, they don't call her Gab. They don't call her Gab. They call her a total different name that her family calls her because we wanted to be a, you know, can this we is get that family. name? You know, I'm messy. Can we get that name? No, Nikki. That Everyone calls her Nikki. Nikki? What's My wife's name is Nikki. It's a Nikki? middle name thing that goes back to someone could her grandfather couldn't say the name or a grandmother couldn't say the name. Now, see, now see you talking that stuff and being messy. Now, had I called her Nikki, then he had an issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how you know Nikki? I called her TV name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you know Nikki? I called her TV I'd be like, can you, uh, can you hold that camera? Can you hold that camera? Man, how the hell you know my wife? I was gonna tell you, and I'll see, if, if D-Wade got up in the motherfucking Lee knees and ran over there, I wasn't gonna help your motherfucking ass. I ain't gonna lie. I was you know gonna, what? And I wasn't gonna rush him because he played football. I'd have threw something at him, though, because I'm gonna take my legs down or some shit. I don't know what y'all be doing, so I'd have taken something at him. He come out with the Lee knees, he gotta come like Daniel, son. You feel me? <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, somebody. If you can wear that, if you wear that jacket, you confident to say I ain't running up on I'm that man. I'm sure confident. We gonna talk from this part. I'm sure confident. That's a Jackson hey. Five with the zipper. And I'll go, hey, listen, this is what I know. Michael Jackson jacket with all the zippers. Channing, but like, I, you know, like it's crazy. Like you talk about, like you talk about that story and like the way that your wife was integrated into her family. It was different for me. Um, I have an oldest daughter that's not with my wife, and I was 19. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, I was a 19-year-old kid in Louisiana in, you know, in 1998 who was going to have a baby with a white girl. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whose family, when I was getting recruited, when they went to LSU, had, you know, signs in their yard like, go to LSU, do all these things. You know what I'm saying? And then once they found out their daughter was pregnant for them because they didn't know that that was going on, like, I was just, you know, some down the street who was going to be an athlete, not take care of his kid. You see what I'm saying? And so now you get into this where like, you've always wanted your baby. They had questions about whether or not they wanted your baby. And you know, you take care of the mom and you take care of your daughter and you get her when she's three years old. And then, you know, the mom tells you she wants to go off and do something else. And you know, you now have, have a wife and you get married and you take your daughter and now you're dealing with this. Cause like all I've ever been good at, like from the jump is loving my children. Like that's it. Like, the rest of the stuff in the world, like, I F up at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the tallest. I was never the fastest. Like, all that other stuff I wasn't good at. But loving my kids, that was instant. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw them little farts, and right away, I was like, I freaking love you. <laughs> right? And nothing you can do is ever going to make me not feel that way. But then you bring, this, you, you bring this woman in, and listen, she'll tell you, I'm like that with the kids she had for me, too. You know, like if she say something foul to them and I don't like it, she'll look at me like, you got a problem? Absolutely. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm saying that to myself, not out loud. And bro, like, like there were times, there were times, fellas, like we're having these conversations, man, and I'm away on trips and I'm getting calls that my daughter's doing something or she's this and she's that, where I know my wife needs to be protected, right? Like that I, I know that my job as her husband is to take care of her, but all I can think about is my child. Right. Like all I can think about is that her mom's not around. All I can think about is that she's having to deal with these things and I couldn't get myself out of protecting her to protect my wife. Right. And so mm. and so you go through you go through these situations, bro, and she's crying. Right. And all I ever knew is you always had me. Like it was never a question. I was there and I ain't leaving ever. Right. You had my wife. Like she's always taking care of you like you were her own and having her ask me. Why did my mom never want me? Right. And so at that point, you go through a range of emotions. Right. One, one, you like you have to explain to her how worthy she is. 
You feel me? Like, I got to tell her, nah, don't matter what they do. This is who you are. This is who God made you to be. This is how I feel about you. Right. And then you go through the other thing. Like, I've been here your whole mother effing life, your whole life. I have never left. When they thought there was another decision to make with you, I was there. Right. When she wanted to leave and do this, I was there. I've made every decision in life so that you're okay, mm-hmm. right? But you always have the dynamic, whether, whether you want to or not, that, you know what, I know that that's not your child. And RC, that's deep. All right. <laughs> that was something, man. Nah, yeah, yeah, damn near. Y'all, y'all trying to make me cry on shows. With that, though. Was there anything there, like R.C. just said about, with the mixed families? Was there anything there with you and Gavin? Yeah, it was something there early on. I mean, my wife got sued by my ex-wife. Yeah. And think about coming home to that, you know what I mean, out of practice. Yeah, yeah, you get, you get sued with $200, you okay. Yeah. You get sued with bread, bread, then you know you got to figure ultimately, it out. You know what, but once again, you know, as hard as it was, and as hard as it, it, it always is to take that, that high road, we took that. Because ultimately, no matter what was going on in the midst of anger or hurt, the kids come first. And so our whole job this whole time has always been to not allow the kids. They, one day they're going to be able to read what the hell is going on, and that's unfortunate. But that's not a, that's, we're never putting shade on their mother, yeah. right? We're, never, we're, we're not doing any of that, right? We're, we're, we're the adults. We're the imperfect ones that have made these decisions. Only thing we're going to do is lift lift them up and we're going to lift their mother up and we're going to lift everyone up. And that's what we all did. We all made sure at all times that no matter the situation, how ugly my divorce was, all we did is pump positive juice into the relationship that their mother would have with Zaya and Zaya. And that's all that mattered to me and my wife. And it was hard. My wife wanted to sue back. My wife wanted to go because it's now it's, it's taken at, at her profession and what she do and what she's built. You know what I mean? The things that were said, but ultimately it's about these kids. And if you leave with love and if you leave on, if you love unconditionally, then none of that is going to matter at the end. I wanted to make sure I was on point. You know, we don't script anything on here, but there's some questions, you know, some things that I came across that I wanted to kind of know myself. But you wrote Zaire a letter before he went off to boarding school. You said, my goal as a parent is to raise kids who know their worth and that are better than I could ever be. I want to ask you, what does that mean to you? So you guys, if you guys have um, young kids, right, boys or girls, you understand most of the time they want to be like you. They want to live up to the expectations of who you are and what the world has put on them. And so Zaire is my firstborn. I had Zaire. um, He was born when I was 20 years old in college. Didn't know what the hell I was going to do in life at that time. Been there. (laughs) 20 years old. I'm like, my life's over. Right. But one thing about Zaire is Zaire being my firstborn and me, you know, being good at the game of basketball and him following that footsteps to play the game of basketball. It's this unfair things that's put on Zaire. And one thing I like to always let Zaire know is, listen, your name is not Dwayne Wade. Your name is Zaire Wade. You will blaze your own path. You will have your own journey. You know what I mean? And I I don't look at you and say he needs to be like me. You're going to be you. It's my job to find out the, the greatness in you and be able to show you a little bit, hey, this is where you're great at. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about where people say your dad is or what your dad does. Your dad is old and retired. Right. He's, he's moved on. This is your show, son. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm all, my job is always to show my kids like their greatness. 
because I feel like we, right, we all have a purpose in this life, right? We're all on this earth for a certain reason that we have a purpose. We all have greatness inside of us. It's my job to get them to their greatness. And so through basketball, we're going to get there. Whether it's basketball or not, we're going to get there through the lessons that basketball teaches us together. Mm, right? That's real. And so that's my job as a parent. My job is to say, listen, you ain't scoring 20. One thing about Zaire is I realized very early, Zaire don't play like me. He has similarities to the way I play, but his game is different. I scored, and I like to score. Now, I wasn't the best scorer in the game, but I, I like to score. And pretty I dang pass. close, coach. Huh? You was pretty dang close. I was good. Up. But, like, you know, I, like, if you look at the records, and I'm not in the top ten, but any, anyway. You brought a lot Zaire, to the table. You too. He pissed me off. Like, he just pissed me off. For the people out there, for the people out there that's going to go to the numbers. Nah, you too humble, bro. You was a dog. It's the numbers, bro. No, I'm just saying. It's some numbers, people. I'm just speaking to ain't the no numbers. numbers. This, there ain't no numbers. We talking about the people out there. The people out there that's looking at this camera. The all of that. I'm well, saying for you. But, Fuck all of that. He was a dog. He was a dog, man. What I had to do as a parent is I had to, and it took me, and this wasn't, I didn't say it didn't come in, in one day. I had to understand that Zaire was not me. And it took me. And guys, ev everything in life that I do, I realize that it's not me who's doing it. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. You got to go to that mirror and look in the mirror. And, and when you have kids and say, all right, if my kid is going to be boom, 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 how are you going to deal with it, sir? So when it came to Zaire playing basketball, I had to realize, Zaire, you're not me. Your strengths and your talents is this. Let me tap into that with you. OK, it's not about me. And when it came to Zaya, let me tap in. OK, Zaya, let me look in the mirror because I'm going to tell you all something. And people don't, don't want to hear this shit and don't believe this. Shit. At three years old, me and my wife looked at each other and we said, what if? What if Zion come home? Z at the time, the name was Zion. If Zion comes home one day and say, Dad, I'm gay, or Dad, I'm this, I'm that, what are you going to do, sir? That's real. And so what I did at three, at when Zion was three, is I prepared myself and I looked in the mirror and I said, yeah, what are you going to do? Because you're in a locker room where all the guys use is nothing but you gay, you this, you that, you home, facts. whatever. So I'm in that locker room every day. What are you going to do, sir, when it come, if your child comes home and say, Dad, Sorry, I don't want no parts of basketball. I don't want no parts of your life. That's this huge. is my life, and this is how I am. How are you going to do it? You thought about that at three? I thought about that at three years when old. Did, when did Zaya have that conversation with Eight you? Eight years old, five years later. Okay, so here's my question, right? Because that was important. I just kind of explained to you how I feel about my kids, right? There's, a, there's an obsession with my children that's probably unhealthy, right? And so as soon as I heard about Zaya, I started paying attention. I became Monday morning father, right? And I say, this is what I do. This is what I feel. This is what I would say. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you, bro. Everything that you did had nothing to do with the thoughts that I had. Mm. And you made me check myself, right? Because I claim I love my kids, right? I claim I support my kids. And I'm watching another man who, who I admire, right? Another man who's lived a life not only on the court but off the court that is to be, that is to be emulated, do things differently than I would as a parent. And then, very recently, I looked at your child, right? I looked at Zaya, and I know the only thing that we want to do is to see our children smile, right? Mm -hmm. But what I also realized, I was like, so he's been loving, he's been supportive, he's become a champion beyond his child. And I said, and it's looked easy. I can't believe that it was easy. So can you kind of take us from, take us on the journey, because we see the destination, take us on the journey from finding out from Zaya saying, Dad, this is who I am, to seeing D. Wade on talk shows, D. Wade being a champion for his, not only for his daughter, right, 
But for anybody who looks at Zaya and says, you know what, that's what I hope to have. Growing up in the inner city of Chicago, in the hood, you're told that boys do this. (laughs) Boys play football. (laughs) Boys play basketball. Boys play baseball. Boys date girls. Whatever the case may be. You're told this is what you do. Right? So I'm no different. I'm raised that way. I'm in the locker room. I say all the things that everyone is saying. I'm not sitting up here like I have never done or said anything, right, when it comes against the opposite sex because I was ignorant and I didn't understand. Right. So when, it hit, when it hit my doorstep at three years old, like I said, when me and my wife looked at each other, right, and the reason we looked at each other is because of this, you know, as kids, I used to put on heels. I used to, put on, I used to do all those things. I try, try to put on whatever my sisters wear, whatever my sisters did, I tried to do those things. So at first I said to myself, oh, no, I did that. So I ain't just doing the things that I did. And then it kept going further and further. And then me and my wife had to look at each other and say, well, well, what if? And at that moment, everything that I was taught went out the window because now I'm a parent. And my only, my sole job and my sole responsibility is to make sure that this kid grow up knowing that it's supported and is loved by his father and the other parent, right? That's my only job. And so when it came down to Zaya, at three years old, I looked at it and said, okay, D, I looked in the mirror. And now, not only did I look in the mirror, when I went in the locker room, I started changing the way I talked. I started changing how I listen mm-hmm. to things. And I started challenging people in a different way. Once I started to ask questions to my, my wife friends, because I've never been, God, I, I've never been, at that time, I've never been, no one is in the NBA or played basketball has never been openly gay. Right, right. I've never had right. a conversation with even anybody in our locker room. openly in our locker room. So I never, I was ignorant when it comes to this space. So when my child came home at eight years old, we were living in Chicago at the time after I left Miami, which we talked about. My child came home and the reason my, my child didn't come home, it was an assignment that was done at school. An assignment at school would say, tell me about yourself. And this was the time where Zaya took the time to say, I'm black, I'm this, I'm this. And I'm gay. At the time, Zaya said, I am gay. So the teacher called home. At eight years old. At eight years old. The teacher called home and said, hey, I just want you guys to know we post these all over the school, but we didn't want to post this if you guys didn't blah, blah, blah. Right? So we sat down with the teacher and talked about the teacher at that time was a gay female. Okay. Gave Zaya the confidence. That's a blessing. To be able to say those words. So when we sat down and, it was a, and I was in the room across the way, I prepared myself for five years for that moment, not knowing what I was going to do or say. When, when Zaya sat down with me and was across the way, just like me and you are right now, Ryan, I look at, I'm looking at my child. I don't, I don't care about anything else. I'm looking at my child and I'm looking at my responsibilities. I'm looking at a child that's crying, that's afraid to tell their father. Wow that they're different than what you probably thought I was, Dad. I don't want to play basketball. I'm, I don't, sorry, I don't even want to be, I'm not a boy. I feel that I am X, Y, and Z, right? I'm looking at my child scared to tell me, and I feel like I am pretty open at this time. Right. I realized that I needed to do better, and I needed to do more, and I needed to educate myself. And so what I did is I picked up the phone, I researched as much as I can because I needed to understand. I sat down with my, my child and I asked questions because I didn't know. Because it's not, it's not, it's not our job and our responsibility to tell you who you are. You are going to be who you're going to be. It's my job to try to put you in the best positions to help you reach that, that goal of who you want to be. But it's my, not my job to tell you. Right. You know what I mean? And right now, we're experiencing that with Zaya, my 13-year-old, who last year we came out and we spoke to the world that, hey, my 13-year-old came home and said, Dad, 
This is who I am. I am a transgender. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. Price drop, time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Child. And we didn't come out until she was 12 to the world. But the reason we came out to the world was because I got tired of trying to hide my child. Right. Mm. Taking photos with the rest of my family, not, not posting Zaya. Because we posted one thing on her birthday, and there was so many bad comments that we wanted to hide her from it. Right. But it came to a point where I said, am I hiding her from it, or am I hiding myself from it? That's, a, that's another huge thing to me, right? Like the first two things, the, the, the first two feelings you get when you have children are love and protection. Right. Yep. And and so, like, I remember hearing it and saying, how would I balance those two things? Right. Because, you know, like we made jokes about me not worrying about being knocked out. But like the other thing is, like, I'm just a fighter. Like I've always been. You know what I'm saying? Like I got I got like two modes. Either we're getting along very well or like let's just throw hands and see who wins. That's called football, people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you it. know, <laughs> and so and so and like and like. Not bad. And like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like when I watch you as a father, and you know, like the only, I'll be honest, the only interaction we've ever had, man, is you posted something I posted on social media, and I ain't gonna lie, I told my kids I was famous. <laughs> I was like, D Wade reposted me on his story, just letting y'all know. He reposted you. Man, I felt so good. I ain't even gonna lie, dog. I'm not. My guy be talking real like that. You know what I'm saying? My guy be talking about the game. He talks some real things, and I'll be like, yeah, what he said. Right, right, right. But you right, know what I'm saying, right. OD? So, so, so how do you balance, right? Because like you said, you, you know about the locker room. 
right? You, you know about the way people perceive certain things. I see, not balance. How do you move it forward? Yeah, like, and so, like, doing, like... It's not even moving forward, bro. Like, I got tears in my eyes right now, and I hate that we, you know, I'm the one, you know... It's back always the big episode. dude that cries a lot, though. The big Facts. dude always Facts. cries We talked about this machismo thing, and I got tears in my eyes because I'm thinking about, like, the reality is you're part of the 1%. Yes. You know, like, not a lot of dudes, bro. Like, think about that, because we think about, you know, throwing the ball with our boys and doing those things. And so, you know, you... 1% of being able to unconditional love that you talked about and a lot of people don't understand what that means. You know, for the majority of us is we've seen people lose their lives. Yes. We've seen people take their own lives. Talk to them. Right? Talk to because them. of not feeling uncomfortable, not feeling comfortable with coming to our parents and saying this is what's going on. Talk to That's them. what I'm saying. And then also like how many fathers have said, especially in our community, that no, nah, that ain't my son. Wonder, that's the thing. That's right? it. So, but but if we gonna be real, and you talk about no layups, if we gonna be really real in the locker room, how how will how will we deal with that? With 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 Zaya, with you saying at three you saw it, at eight you knew it, and then you're moving forward. People that dealt with it, people that are going through it, and people that in the future that have that two year old son, and. A year from now, like what what advice would you give to them? Because this is real. This is going to happen. This is so many people's lives that yeah. they don't understand what you're talking to. Well, you give them advice. That's what we want on this. You show. just give said them it. advice. You just said it. I'm over here living real mother life. You if everybody on the outside want to act like things is we grew up in a certain era and things was a certain way. Right. Life evolves. People evolve. It, this is not 2021 is not the first time that we've experienced gay people. We've experienced transgender LGBTQ plus. This is not the first time. Right. But we're in an era now where people are feeling a little bit more comfortable and confident to come out and express who they really are. Right. Like we, we're in that generation now. Right. So my thing is this. Ultimately, when it comes to my child and, and everyone says they says they are willing to do this, I'm willing to die for mine. And it. so if you want to say something against mine, if you want to hurt mine, come tell me, talk to me first, because my child has the has the right and the ability to be whoever they want to be in this life. And I'm going to make sure of it. I don't care what who they who or what they decide to do. If it's my, this is my job, I am the leader of this family. As the leader of this family, I'm going to make sure who you are is shown and shouted out to the world because I don't want my kids to not feel comfortable. And we're already black people in the world. That's right. enough. Right. Now we want to add, like, I got people out here, dog. I got people out here that will tell me that we're, me and my wife are trying to get some kind of financial gain off of my child coming out saying that she's transgender. But I got over 100 in the I don't need that. That's not about me. He said, you got over 100. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He sat up. He sat up. Quick. Not about that. Not about money. Look at it. A hundred. You heard what he said? You know what? They don't understand. They took D, how you? Follow through. Hey, D Wade, this ain't my show. This is like when you hit the one off the backboard and you was like, hey, I remember Kobe did it, so I did it. I'm leaving now. No, no. But I'm saying it. But yeah, yeah, we bullshit. But yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not about it's not about that. For me, it, I saw anything. One day, we don't know when that day is gonna come where our expiration date all of our expiration date is going to come. 
right? When I leave this earth, I want my, my family, I want my, 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 my mom, my kids, everybody to say, you know what? He did everything he could to make sure that we felt seen, we felt loved, and we were heard. And that's all I care about when it comes to my family. I don't care about the outside noise. We don't listen. Zaya, don't give a f- about the outside noise. Zaya because of you, li- though. Yeah, Zaya don't care. Because, because of you. But you know what? You know what, B. Marshall? I was watching Pose. Thank you. I love the Pose crew. They, are, they have become family to me and my family. I was watching Pose with my daughter, right? The first season one of Pose. And it was a scene in there where the father came home and threw his son out of the house because he was looking at these magazines that was 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 what he perceived gay magazines that was inappropriate about men. He kicked them out on the streets. And at that moment, my child was like, I've never I don't I never experienced that. I don't even know what that like. This was foreign to her. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I was like, thank you for allowing me to be her father. Because it's, it's lesser people out there that can't get over themselves. It's not about the child. It's about you individually. So people can't get over themselves and their pride and their ego. You know what I'm saying? Get out the fucking way and let your child to be who they are. And that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to get out the way and say, you know what? This is who you are. In that situation, what did you tell your daughter? Y'all were watching the, the show and she saw that. I didn't have to say anything. She's seen it. For the she first saw the time, support. For the first time, yeah. she saw that she don't have to live life like that, that she has a family that loves her and support her. And it's like, once again, that our village loves her and support her. And when I tell y'all this, we didn't know a lot about transgender. We didn't know a lot about lesbian and gay and, and, and queer. We didn't know a lot about the issues that everyone say. But what we had to do was we had to go educate ourselves. So she's, a, she's educated us on a life outside of the black community and just us. So in the education, because now on top of being a, an NBA legend on top of being a great father that you now also have to stand in front of, of that movement as well so that Zayas and the, the next generation of Zayas are treated in a way that they're not only a part of their community, but a part of our, I'm talking about even just some black people, mm-hmm. they're treated differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those, those numbers are staggering. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it makes me it's, sick. It's amazing the, the, um, the information that comes out about, you know, black transgender women you know it, it, it's so sad man and um, and Fred, you know what it's it's, so, it's, it's, it's so this sad. thing where people feel like when you have a little boy right we grow up as, as young men and we like oh i can't wait to have a little boy because i'm gonna give him all my everything i got right you have this little boy and you want this little boy you play football football basketball you want them to play that sport Right. That's what we pass on. What we know our knowledge. Right. right? It's nothing in us that be like, oh, when I have a little boy, I can't wait to do X, Y. No, we want them to play football. We want to play basketball. That's what it. we did. Right. That's right. But when my child and, and I'm and I'm trying to present that and my child is like, no, 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 this is not who I am. I have to listen at some point. As a parent, I know you're the parent. And I'm not saying that people out there get it wrong when they feel that, oh, the child is now parenting the parents. No, it's not that. But we, one thing you understand from a young age, your child is going to be who they are. You have to pay attention. You have to watch who they are. You have to you have to be able to go there where they at and be able to bring that up. Right. So they can feel confident in whoever they're going to become. Mm-hmm. And so for me, as a parent, when it came down to Zaya, yes, I tried to put a basketball in Zaya's head. Zaya was like, nope, don't want no part of the sport. <laughs> Tell granddad right. to stop buying me baseball mitts because I don't want none of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right, right. Tell dad, no, dad, I don't want to do no push-ups. Don't tell me to man up. Yeah, right, right, right. And I had to learn. So, hey, hold on. Hey, I got this. One of the things that I saw that you said, my goal as a parent is to raise kids who know their worth and that they are better than I could ever be. 
So what's Zaya's worth? Uh, Zaya's worth is out, outside of this world. We have no idea. Her, and I posted something the other day and I pushed hashtag iconic because mm-hmm. the movement that Zaya, the, the space and the, the voice that she has, mm-hmm. and, and not putting on her, she's 13 years old. She's a child still. But the, the, she the fly ability. As hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> she been fly as hell. And know it. Hey. And know it. And be stunned on her. <laughs> yes. But the ability that Zaya has with an interview, with coming to her father and saying, Dad, this is who I am, and having me as a father to be able to speak out for her. Zaya don't speak much. Me and God, me and my wife speaks for her, right? Because we, we're, we're sitting down with her. We're like, okay, okay, we just learned something new. Okay, so this is demi. This is what demisexual mean. Okay, I didn't know nothing right. about demisexual. My bad. Like, we sit down with her, and then we come out to the world after we go research and talk to all our friends and say, okay, this is where we at now with Zaya. You know what I'm saying? And so the whole thing is what I like to tell people is like, it's not that our kid is running the asylum. They are, we are learning from our child of who That's they right. are. And it's our job to now go, and once they say, these are the things I'm interested in, to go do that search, to go do that research and come back with them with answers. And so, so I have answers and so questions. I was, I, was, I was extremely pissed off with you earlier, right? Cause you was in that whole, oh, if I'm counted in the top five, like it's cool. I'm, you know, man, that's my, no, that's my saying, humble beginnings like, like I come if, from. If they think I can score, oh, it's great. <laughs> right, like, 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 like that's who you way are. Mine. It's good. So, right. it's, it's <laughs> so, 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 but like, here's what I'm going to tell you, man. And, and I count my, I'm be honest, straight up. Like, not, it's not football, all that stuff. I count myself a good parent. Bro, you got to give yourself some credit, right? You got to give yourself credit for listening. You got to give yourself credit for the humility of being a, a black man who succeeded from the places you succeeded and being willing to listen to your child. Right. Like, I don't I don't know how y'all grew up, but I know I ain't have an opinion in my house. And so for, for you to listen to that, bro, and for you to this know, is, Brian, this is life and death. What I'm dealing with. What, that's what I'm saying. Well, well, hold on. Before you even go there, can, before you go there. Nah, come on. No layups. No. Hold on, hold on, no layups. No, D-Wade, D-Wade, confidence, swagger, he know, he know what he is. It ain't about give himself credit. Can we just give him flowers? Because he, you know who you is back when you had the ba- that little, uh, uh. Little band-aid? Yeah, the band-aid on your eye. He came in being disruptive. Let's give him flowers. Let's give him flowers for what you said. It's not about him knowing. He know. Let's give him, bro, can we give him flowers? Flowers, flowers, flowers. Bro, y'all wasn't down here. <laughs> On I had stitches. I didn't want to wear that brown bandit. First of all, oh, they didn't I didn't know. I, and he was now, trying to be cute. He was trying to be cute. No, until now, I didn't know that it was band-aids made for our complexion. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. When we grew up, they gave us one band-aid. It was that light skin band-aid. I ain't light skin. So I was like, let me come with some flavor because this don't go with my looks. Bruh. What's up with the pink hair and the braids at 40, Let's talk bro? About it. Let's talk Are you about going it. through a midlife crisis? Is that Gabby? Because a nigga don't get braids at 40. Nigga. That's a 11 year old haircut. Why you doing the dye and the bleach, bro? You know what? You just, you just brought up something I done seen because I'm a Miami guy. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you retired, you got yeah. 40, and you started doing the colorful hair and the braids, bro. Hey, he also, though he didn't want to explain this to us, has over a hundred million dollars in the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not forgotten that. You just get bank statements. You don't know what hey, you got in there. You know what I'm finna do? I'm finna ask for his number though. No, no, 
before we leave so I can no, get some I'm, investment. I'm on a low totem pole. Bro, what, what's up with the with, with the hair and all this? I, I felt that question was going to come. And you know it what? Come, and when bitch. I looked at the panel, I was like, it's definitely coming from you. Four dudes with pink Every hair. Every you know, I got to ask you this I just don't. I don't you know what? I don't give a f- Okay, pause. Pause, pause, pause. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He, no. Said, he said No, it. I'm going to live my, my thing is this. Whatever, I'm going to live my life my way. And you know what? If I feel like I want to color my hair at 50, I'm going to color my hair at 50 because can't nobody tell me what to do. See? I am free. They said we free, right? Yeah, we well, free. Well, I'm free to do what the hell I want to do. Yeah, and but people don't my- do that. That's what he's saying, though. You got, I'm a fly dude. I feel like sometimes I want to be flyer, so I go with a different hair color. <laughs> and that's what you do when you get so fly. I go with blind. I go with... But the, Fingernail the polish, toenail let me, polish. Let me tell you this. Isn't it, let me give you the real, though. I was just with you. No, 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 no. no what what it is for me, and I don't understand what people understand this, but it's an extension of my expression of my creativity, right? I feel that I'm a very creative person. And throughout this pandemic, I felt trapped. I felt that my creativity had no space. It, it couldn't go nowhere. It was living inside of me. I couldn't get it out because we were locked in and we was like cage animals, right? And in the midst of that pandemic, I said, I told my wife, I said, babe, I need to do something. I need to, like, I need to, I need to do something crazy. And she was like, what it is? I said, I'm about to color my hair pink. She was like, what? <laughs> but for me, like, even when I get, like, I, since I've been older, I now have tattoos. I didn't have tattoos for 35, six years. I now have tattoos. I color my hair. I get paint on my nails. It's all an extension of my creativity. Sometimes my creativity is oozing out of me. And some ways I know how to express it is I express it on my own physical body. And so my hair, my nails, my this, my dress, that's all just a, that's just all that's a part of me that people don't want to see because all they see is the athlete you. I'm a bad motherfucker on that court. Right. You know what I mean? We could fight. We could talk. We could do whatever. And so they put you in that position and say, oh, he's a basketball player who's tough. A tough guy don't paint his nails. A tough guy don't get his hair color. No, I'm 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 versatile. I'll be tough and I'll come in. You feel? I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm rocking it. You know what I'm saying? I've been over here like, fuck. RC gonna let me talk. Fuck. I know Channing ain't gonna let me talk. I talk a ton. And B gonna cut off everybody. Time out. Time out. I got, I got a, I got a, I got a plea for him to let me finish. Fred, Fred, no timeout, no respect, no, no, no. Let's be real. You say no layup, no, 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 because you just, no, 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 no. Forget D Wade right now. You just call me out. Have I not, have I not the last two shows chill? All right, you, you cool. All right, no, 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 no. Give me my respect. You cool. You cool. All right, bet. Give me my respect. I don't know when I'm coming back. You cool. So I said before I got here, I'm gonna let D Wade talk more than me and nobody else. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I'm gonna be straight up with you. That was the thing on the show, me cutting people off. So the last three shows, I just been sent back. That's why I've been chilling. They call me Unc on the show, right? I'm more of the serious and let's go, right? Uh, Zaya, she just did an interview with Michelle Obama. I thought that was courageous, man, and she did an amazing job. We talk about uh, uh, bravery and, you know, celebrity, dad, you know, perception. In our own community, though, in the black community, you're going to get the most from the black community more than anybody else because they don't understand it. I want to ask you, in this situation, who was the most, like, we talk about bravery. Was it Zaya, did you did you get it from her to go a step further? Was she more brave than you to want to, you know, make this known and inspire the next generation? Or was it you being able to say, look, let me shape and move this conversation to help other people? How can I make it easier for everyone else by, you know, uh, um, 
using your platform and your leverage. Another thing about this show, too. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of go long-winded. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> so that's why I cut him off. <laughs> like his ass. Damn, can you get the question out? It's, it's a million f***ing things. So, D-Wade, why you playing, dog? I didn't move, I didn't move from, like, the red D-Wade to the white D-Wade. Like, I'm in a bad place. Because I ain't gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Your boy, so, for like, hey, dog. Because of the pandemic. I should've brought more wine. I knew I was coming on the show and had to wear jeans, so I couldn't eat today, dog. I'm in a bad place. To address what Fred said, and this goes back to what I said in the beginning, is are you doing it for your child or are you doing it for you? Right, me and my wife had this conversation. Are we protecting Zaya? Are we keeping her out of pictures? Are we not saying anything because it's for her protection or is it for our protection as right. the ones that's out there in the public eye, knowing the scrutiny that's going to come back? And so once I seen her bravery to come out and, and have the, the confidence to speak her truth, because I know so many people, we have friends who 20, 30, 40 years hid from who they really were. And when I seen an eight-year-old have the confidence to come out and say, Dad, Nikki, family, this is who I am. It was nothing else I could do but support that because I know how hard that is. Even as a 39-year-old man, right, it's hard for me to come out sometime and say how I really feel or, or certain things about myself, I still keep it hidden because of maybe what the world would say. So I look at my child and I say, Thank you for leading the way. Now let me take it from here because so I am your father. Man. I am in the public eye. You sit back. We will take it from here. You led the way. You gave us the confidence to step out and say, our child is this. And, and understand this. It's ever evolving. Okay. Who our child is today may not be who our child is in 10 years. Okay. We're going down this journey with our child. Do you guys know the person you was at 20 was not who you was at 30, was not who you're going to be at 40, 50, and so on. So I know that. But is it you or is it Zaire? Because also... I talk about getting messy, but I feel like my role on this show is to play like the James Brown, is to play Barbara Walters and all of that. So is it really you that started this or was it Zaire? Because there's something special about Zaire. Oh, I didn't start. First of all, Zaire started this. Zaire. All right, Zaire. It, we all, are, we all are, are led by Zaire, who's 13 years old. Now, Zaire, Gab, myself, whoever's in the public eye to have a voice that people know about, all of our job was to at the end of the day, was to see nothing but love. We don't see color, and we don't see sexuality, we don't see gender, we see love. And so Zaire, and I give him a lot of credit, as a young teenage boy, to be able to go to school and his, and his friends and people who write on his social media yeah. about, his do- about his sister, about his sibling, and to be able to handle it the way he's handled it. And to understand that he was going to go out in the world and get these questions and get these jokes and all that. And to see him say, I don't care about none of that. All I care about is my sister, my, my sibling being happy. I don't care what, even if he don't understand it. At the end of the day, what I'm dealing with people is I'm dealing with life and death. It's people in the transgender community that are getting killed. It's kids that are murdering themselves. They're hanging themselves. They're killing themselves because you know what? Some symbol is acceptance. Some symbol is, is, is unconditional love. It's not being given to these kids. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if my child going to be that person because of some symbol is me supporting who you are. So, Boosie, all the people who got something to say, Jay Boogie who just came out, all the people who got something to say about my kids, 
I thank you because you're allowing the conversation to keep going forward because you know what? You might not have the answer today. I don't have all the answers, but we're growing from all these conversations. So I thank everybody for even hating and starting those conversations because those conversations are starting other conversations that we need to have and that's happening out there. So I don't hate I, 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 I'm going to say this, bro. Hey, you're a real life G, D-Wade, bro. Because like, that, that could have been a whole nother damn 30 minutes about what you just said. Cause I like, thought this show should have been three hours. All right, all right. Bet, 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 but my belief is stronger than your doubt yes sir what is that what does that mean so i actually made that quote up in 2006 when i won a championship and my whole life until that moment i was always i was always less than in the in the eyes of people when it came to basketball right no one gave me a chance you know when you go into those those big events whether you at a seminar or whether you at a camp they say one in one million makes it to the nba the statistics no one, be- I ain't gonna say no one, my, my core people believed in me, right. you know, but at the end of the day, when I won that championship in 2006, I was sitting back and I was like, what, what is it that's, that, that, that represents Dwayne Wade? And at the end of the day, my belief in myself and my loved ones is always stronger than your doubt in them, mm-hmm. right? And so my belief is stronger than your doubt because your doubt, which the world is ran on people's doubt, right? People have bad days because of a comment that's made because someone doubt that they look beautiful, or that they're this or they're that. My belief in myself and what I'm capable of, what I'm capable of is stronger than your doubt in me. Because that's all we get as athletes. You guys get, we get doubts. As black men, we get doubts. But my belief in myself and what I'm, what I'm, able, what I'm, what I'm able to accomplish and who I'm going to be. My mom told me when I was a little kid. When I used to walk down the streets and holding my mom's hand, she said, son, your life is bigger than basketball. Ooh. She told me I wanted to be, a, I always told my mom, I want to be a basketball player. She said, son, I hope you do that, but your life is bigger. And I never knew what my mom meant until I retired from the game of basketball. And now I realize my life is bigger. And if it's just being a parent and if it's just supporting my, my, my children, um, whatever it is, my life is bigger than just a sport. So my, my, your doubt in me means nothing because my belief in myself it's going to take me places. That's the only reason y'all know who I am is because my belief in myself. Right. So my belief in myself is stronger than your doubt in me, no matter what. That's, that's amazing. 2006, you put that together and now you now you start to talk about it. Yeah. I got this from all the smoke. Our brothers, you know, Barnsey. Dang, I wish I could smoke weed. Huh? I don't know how. I got to show love. I got to show love. They had me on their show. Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yep, there you go. All the smoke. And when, the last thing they asked me was, who do you think um, should sit in that seat next? Football, basketball, oh, life, oh, business. Here's you understand, though. D-Wade, though, like I, what I've learned tonight from D-Wade, though, is that he should be the next black president. <laughs> no, no, because they, they go back into your history too much. Yeah, they go back. And I lived in Miami for the yeah. first Anyway, you know, but but I was here since 05 too, so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to, I want them to dig up. I don't want them digging up my pants. Nah, Ocho say, don't, don't get, don't get a table laid. So y'all got some things I need to say to Ocho too. We miss Ocho tonight. Don't, yeah, get, don't get a table laid. Hey Fred, hey Fred, why would you say that? I mean, that's because that's, that's, that's what that's what Ocho, Ocho always pr- player friendly and don't talk about the Ocho oh, in Jamaica right now for a reason because you know I was coming with some. My last personal question to you on the way out. I want to know what a 06 way would have done in the f-ing bubble. Being kicked out? Because we talked about the bubble wasn't tough. They, told, they put an asterisk on the Lakers championship. What would you have done with no fans in the stand? The whole thing. I just want to know that from a pro. 
They put an asterisk on the the Lakers championship. They put one on our 2012 championship because the lock. They, that's what the, that's what the media does. Ultimately, no matter what you do, and you guys play sports, understand this: to be able to bring a team together, to be able to be the best at the end of the year, is one of the hardest things you will ever do in life. I don't care where you play the game at; it's hard to be the best. So the fact that the Lakers, LeBron came out as the best and he won his fourth, everybody, the talking heads are going to say all the things that to talk about the negative parts of it. Let's talk about the positivity of it, the mental health that was being dealt with, being locked and caged up into your room for months and having to go out here and perform for the world. Right, let's talk about the ability that there ain't no crowd in there. So everybody, you you guys have those guys in practice who can oh, call. practice, but they, the lights come on and the game get on and they suck. Talked about that. You know about the practice guy. So in the bubble, and I'm not saying I'm not got saying that no names, but in the bubble, listen, you don't have people out there saying your mom is blah blah blah, your mom this, your dad that, you suck, you did. You don't have those right. those different things to kind of take your mind away from the game. You could just focus on the game. But at the same time, the bubble is not something that we're accustomed to it, it was like being caged animals trying to win a championship in a bubble so the, you got to take you got to understand what was hard about the bubble and appreciate that this is different than any other season that we've ever seen and crown the guys who got to the championship because they earned it and it was not easy no, you know what no, I mean? no we got to answer the question we got to answer the question what i don't want to answer no question i got a quick rap d wade all these dudes want to fight on the court. All these dudes jump up. They saw. You're right. He ain't got on their white pants. I'm tonight. gonna start off by saying, all right. I'm, I'm. Listen, when it comes down to it, I will fight. All right. Yes. Now I'm from Chicago. I'm gonna throw things. <laughs> I ain't just fighting you. I ain't saying let's square up. No, I'm looking for microphones and everything they got in the arena. But here's the thing. Every player that was in the, the position that I was in at some point that was considered a star player, right? Just like Michael Jordan in Chicago. You need Charles Oakley. Mm, yeah, God. I need a, I need a Udonis Haslam because at the end of the day, I really don't want to take that fire and I really don't want to fight this. I really don't want to fight you, Ruben Patterson. But you know what? You know, you know who want to fight Ruben Patterson? Udonis Haslam. So with that being said, UD ain't got nothing to worry about in life as long as I'm out here living life. My boy, my, my man, he is good. So like, well, I say that I'm not saying I'm going to run away from a fight because I will do it. That's how we grew up. That's the hood. But I'm a brand. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. But you understand. Now you're selling fight. Okay, we ain't boxers. That's why you gotta have you down as high as in your life. Here. Just give me the last answer, the last question. Who needs to sit in that seat? Who next? needs to sit in this seat next? Okay. Well, because I'm on TNT right now, and I think this guy is very um, kind of misunderstood. And even though he's he's talked about who he is, I think Charles Barkley needs to sit in this seat next. Ooh. And I'm gonna say that because Charles Barkley, who I've got an opportunity to spend a lot of time with, is a phenomenal human being. He's a phenomenal man. And a lot of, 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 of being on the TV as he, as he has been for 20 years and away from the game, it's this misconception of him as this hater. And I know mm -hmm. the older guys definitely come off as haters because I've had to talk to Shaq about, bro, you hate. But here's the thing. Once you sit down and talk to a person, you realize that they're more than just what that 15 minutes on pregame or that 15 halftime minutes. They're more than that. So if it's any other former athlete that can sit on this, this, this chair right here, I would say I hope you guys reach out and get Charles Barkley because he's going to educate us on a lot of things. Yep. He's very knowledgeable. He's very worldly. But also, too, he's a real dude. Yep. And real dudes need real dudes watch this podcast. This I is a podcast that, that real dudes that, watch. So if you want some real dude information, put Charles on this seat and let him ride.
That's what I say. That's my yeah. Hey, we could have went on for three hours. Cool, I'm going to go pee, though. We got to let him go. I'm sorry. We got to let him go. We got to let him go. That's awesome. Jeez. Of course. Love. What? That shit with love, bro. Yes, sir, man. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah. Wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team. He got to eat, you know. Spite the skills. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to like the wigging wheels straight up. But in the past bag, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.